I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, you bring up the, the documentary. There the was Phantom do- Menace. The, the, the Phantom Menace. Oh, the Phantom Menace. And that covered the members of Star Walking's sort of journey to watch the Phantom Menace. Yep. And it's... I don't like... What 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 what's your overall? What's your initial just feelings of just remembering that documentary? Look, it was good because for many years I said to Darren it'd be nice to um, have it memorialise what we do in Star Walking. Finally, we had a professional crew come along and do a doco, um, and I was fine with it except for one point where it's an edit. And I say one thing and then I say another thing, but it's just an edit thing. And it's about, um, um, what's his name with the flappy ears? Um, Judge Uppings. Judge Uppings. Why did I forget that? And <laughs> I'm talking about I'm liking someone dressing up as Judge Uppings in a costume, but it looks like I'm talking about the character on the movie because I, I really denigrate the character on the movie and then I'm saying something nice about him. But, you know, I'm talking about someone dressing up as a costume. But the edit makes me look like an idiot. And I didn't like that part of it. But the rest of it I thought was an honest and an accurate account of um, our journey. It's a time capsule. It really is. When you look back now, it's like 15 years ago. And the thing that I find interesting is you see all the people who are in that show. I I don't mean the public. I mean the people within the club. Yeah. And how many of them aren't there anymore and where they all went. And... Uh, and compared mm. to the people who are around today, it was yeah, it was it showed us just after the peak of the club. The peak I think was in '97 with the um, Star Wars 20th anniversary, but it was just after that, you know, with the launch of the new movie in Force Three and whatever else. And yeah, it shows us it, it's great. And I think it's a, it's a very good um, ca- captures our history very very well. Well, I I watched it last night, you guys, to get a uh, to rekindle some memories, and I. I by the end of the film, you're, you know, you were having, you were pretty worn out from running the fan club. Yep. And and by the end, it's like you've got so much work. Like after the film, it's it's fascinating documentary because after it shows you guys before the screening, mm. and you looked very dapper, Darren, in that tuxedo. Uh, it was a special occasion, so <laughs> to me, it was always get people say, "What is he dressed up as?" And it's like I'm dressed up. It's a special occasion. That's the reason why I was dressed up. I did the same thing for Clones and Sith, if I recall. And yep. afterwards, I don't know, Darren, from my memory of watching the doc, you were... I was unsure. Yeah, you are a bit bewildered. I needed, I needed time to sort of... And I had to see it again. And later on in the show, I actually said, I saw it a couple more times. Effectively weeded out the stuff I didn't like, zeroed on the stuff I did like. And I thought, yeah, I gave it the thumbs up. But after the first screening, yeah, it was like... It was just completely different to what I expected. Yep. Now, Shane, you were very unconvincingly telling the camera that you really enjoyed it. And at one point, there's another member of the club... Dave Hankin. ...doing an interview that's a little bit disparaging. And you get 
very testy with him. I do. Oh, well, the thing is, I'm head of um, I'm head of star walking, and so I it can't be seen. It's like type towing the party line I could not denigrate or disparage the movie mm-hmm. I have to sell it I have to, and, and, and also it was a time that um, Stalking was doing delicate negotiations with Lucasfilm to be an official Star Wars fan club and the guy who was doing the interviewing is Pete Ford from Fox Columbia and it, and he's asking questions so I didn't like the movie, so I got my hands crossed behind my back, and I'm saying, yeah, go and see the movie again, guys. You're going to really enjoy it, <laughs> through gritted teeth. And you're right, I can remember Dave Hankin sort of said, no, nah, the movie didn't grip me, and I'm trying to say, oh, Dave, no, no, no. no. So, yeah, I guess I did get a bit testy. I, I can see that. One of the <laughs> <laughs> funniest things in the documentary is your speech before the movie. Oh, oh there's a pain. Oh, actually, you know what? Shane said mentioned this earlier. The way they edited this, it was actually the cinema who buggered us up because they kept everybody hanging out for ages and ages and ages and there was a guy there, some other like media guy, and he's trying to tell the audience, I'm going to do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. And it just dragged and dragged and dragged and yep. dragged. So at the time that Shane and Derek got up to their intro, like 20 minutes had already gone past. Yep. So that was actually the edit that made it seem like the guys in the audience were sick of these guys talking. Yeah. yeah I, I watched, there's an extra bit on the documentary and the extras where the guy from channel seven yeah, or wherever yeah, he's from yeah. is trying to rile up the yeah. crowd for his cross yeah and a dude gets up on his seat and and moons yeah. that's right that was uh, yeah. Bree's, Bree's boyfriend <laughs> yeah, ex- um, yeah, so the other problem was and i anticipated this i actually um asked if lucas from could you give us a goodwill message um so we could read out at the um for the australian fans at the premiere and steve sanford suite coordinated it and the facts came through and it just kept coming through <laughs> and kept coming through and kept coming through. It was like three foot long, this goodwill message. And I said to my flatmate at the time, I said, I'm going to get crucified. I have to read all this out before the movie, a goodwill message from Lucasfilm. It just goes on and on. It's blah, 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 blah. So I rang Lucasfilm up and I got hold of Steve and I said, Steve, can I get an edited version of this? And he said, no, you asked for it, so you got it. So take it or lump it, and you must read it all. I said all. He said all, and I thought I know what's going to happen. I so know what's going to happen. So I just knew it was going to happen, and it did. I got popcorn thrown at me. I got booed at. I said get off, close it out. But I had to keep reading this bloody long-winded mo- message from Lucasfilm. Oh, See, that God. wouldn't have been so bad if it hadn't been the Channel Seven guy who screwed it up first. Yeah, yeah that's what he he set the wheels in motion. And by the time these guys got on, people were over it, and it was that was very unfair and, and, and so what time did your midnight screening start oh something like 25 past 12 <laughs> you know it's history repeating itself because when Revenge of the Sith was premiered we were told oh yeah Lucasfilm has said start the movie there's no shit to go on before it no trailers whatever. and of course at the cinema there's a trailer for another movie and another movie and another movie and people go come on there's like seven trailers in mm. you know half an hour's gone by maybe 40 minutes and then the film finally started they milked it badly in that yeah. one but uh, yeah so it's weird that because I've got a mentality of I remember the Revenge of the Sith one out at Knox and I was sort of just like oh I'm here like I don't mind like because I just love that first screen like it's such a like every time the you know the scroll comes up for a, you know the first time you see it you're just like this is the first time I'm seeing a Star Wars film this is it I've got to cherish these two yeah. hours yep. so I don't mind that delayed but when it's over a trailer finishes 
And you go, let's start the movie. And then yeah. another trailer starts. You go, Who, what are these movies? We don't even care about yeah, them. You want to see and the and movie it, already. And and another one. But it is, and one. It is yeah. 16 years waiting for this movie. It is fun to book all the other trailers, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think was one of one of the... Either it was a special edition or one of the, the premieres, there was a trailer for a Star Trek film before, <laughs> and it was just tremendous. I bet the projectionist was laughing his head off when he put that on. <laughs> There is Star Wars. <laughs> so, but yeah, so the Phantom Men- the Fandom Menace didn't document that part of history correctly. No, it's an edit thing, yeah. And it, and it, it, it sort of misrepresents you a little bit. It's not quite how it was, but anyway. And your big message before seeing the film was... Lucasfilm's big message. <laughs> no, no, your big message that you repeat... In a lot of the interviews was... Oh, no, not the, um, not the yeah. faxed message. Oh, sorry. But, but your thing was like... Just it's George's film. Yep. Try to let go of what you've imagined yep. and watch that. Yeah. Yep. How did that work out for you? I think fairly well. Um, because it's always it is his movie, not your movie. He's not making the movie that's in your head. So it's his story, and I guess you've got to sort of, and that's the thing with anticipation. You've got to sort of divorce yourself from your anticipation because he may not live up to it. And it's, um, and was well, it turned out he didn't. But um, yeah, because there was a lot of um, leading up to it, there's a lot of speculation and, and build up. And so that was in the mix. So, and we, we were seeing snippets of um, footage and getting snippets of bits and pieces. So yeah, the whole anticipation thing and expectation was there. And so I was just cautioning people, you know, it's not your movie, it's George's movie, and, you know, just chill. <laughs> I don't know if that quite worked or not, but anyway. Did it work on you? Um, it didn't. Um, again, because, you know, I, I knew all the hype, and, and you know, I was trying to keep a clear head too, And but, yeah, the movie didn't connect with me, That's you know, and that was telling, where, you know, the first three did. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.